You're listening to The Dworkin Report, and I'm your host, Scott Dworkin. On today's program, I spoke with Dr. Bandy Lee, one of America's foremost psychiatric experts on violence, who is the president of the World Mental Health Coalition. What she had to tell me is the bone-chilling reasoning behind Donald Trump's maladministration of the federal government, but also the way that regular citizens like you and me can fight back. Dr. Lee doesn't believe Donald Trump's performance in this crisis can improve, but advises every American to listen to scientific experts only and get a grip on the reality that their behavior can limit their personal exposure to the novel coronavirus, even if the national government won't step in to solve things anytime soon. Her expert opinion is that anyone trying to determine Donald Trump's decision-making by using rational criteria misunderstands the situation, which is that he lacks mental capacity and should be removed from office as soon as possible. These are somber times, and the Yale professor didn't come to these conclusions lightly, but it's important information that you and everyone you know need to know about. In addition, Dr. Lee is holding a live web streaming event tonight, March 13th at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time, which you can watch at DangerousCase.org. That's www.DangerousCase.org. Please take a listen to my interview with top psychiatrist, Dr. Bandy Lee. Dr. Bandy Lee is a forensic psychiatrist, a professor at Yale, editor of the book, The Dangerous Case of Donald Trump, 27 Psychiatrists and Mental Health Experts Assess a President, and the organizer of the Yale Duty to Warn Conference. Dr. Lee, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Doing well. You know, it's uh, the stock market's bouncing back today, so that's good to see. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll jump right in here to discussing today's medical crisis in America. You're, you're an expert in mental health, and, and my questions really pertain to the mental health of the top government official who's supposed to protect this country in these circumstances. Uh, the, the novel coronavirus called COVID-19 emerged from China's Hubei province just a f- few short months ago. Uh, Trump denied its important it, its importance consistently for since day one, instead uh, disseminating intentional falsehoods and lies. How, how does this comport with your previous writing about the president's mental health? First, uh, let me just say a disclaimer that my views are my own, and I only represent the views of the World Mental Health uh, Coalition, of which I am president, and not my other institutions. What we are seeing right now uh, is what we would have expected of a person without mental capacity, which is what we had suspected when we did our conference and put out our book now three years ago, The Dangerous Case of Donald Trump, and what we confirmed when we had enough information to actually do uh, an evaluation as a public service through the information in the Mueller report, in other words, uh, sworn testimonies by close associates and co-workers of the president. So uh, the inability to assimilate actual information uh, and to follow advice and to follow scientific protocol uh, to uh, to digest that information and to um, to uh, process that information in a way that would allow him to make rational, sound, reality-based decision making, 
without going back and forth and without uh, being impulsive, but considering consequences and uh, uh, the real situation. These are the things that he is lacking. And so having such a person turns out to be even more dangerous than having no leader at all because he has spread misinformation, has suppressed needed information, and has made the situation worse. And experts in particular have complained that they cannot do their job, uh, mainly because he is muzzling them, and um, now they're fearing and incurring his ire by uh, by portraying a situation that is not to his liking. And uh, how much of the growing panic in America's financial markets that's spreading into the real economy do you believe is attributable to our president's psychological makeup shaping his response to the crisis? I think it's very intimately related because you can put up a false facade for a while, but uh, when you diminish credibility, I think that's what the markets are responding to. Uh, the first initial couple days when the markets dropped, and uh, he explained it as being the democratic debates, which hadn't even happened yet, or um, called it a Democrat's hopes. Uh, I, I think um, the, the markets panicked even more because uh, they were directly responding to someone who was clearly showing that he didn't have an understanding of the situation, let alone a good handle of it. And two years ago, Trump shelved the National Security Council's Global Health Unit. A couple of days ago, he told reporters, quote, you never really think this kind of thing is going to happen. Yet that's the entire reason President Obama stood up that part of the White House. What do you believe lies behind Trump's motivation to have fired the pandemic response team? Well, that's, that's again, a very expected response from someone who lacks mental capacity and who has difficulty tolerating reality. He, um, he fights reality all the time because he, has, uh, he wishes to live in a different alternative reality where he is competent and he is uh, capable and an expert in everything. And, um, and unfortunately, that is not the case. And so... What happens then is that uh, even to reinforce his sense of an alternative reality is that he invests in things that that really have no real basis, like uh, such as the border wall, um, which research shows makes no difference in terms of actual security, and um, and in something like the Space Force, which was already functions that were covered through other divisions in the military and otherwise. And, uh, and real um, systems with real functions, uh, especially anticipatory functions, such as uh, a pandemic, which we really need to prevent far in advance and act proactively. Those are exactly the things that he will not consider to be important or real. And in fact, uh, science and fact-based agencies are exactly the kinds of things he uh, uh, is often against. And uh, I would say that the global pandemic response teams are not the only ones. Uh, he has done that for uh, the climate crisis. He has done that for 
diplomacy. He has done it in, in all the departments that are intended to stave off and prevent calamities. He has, uh, he has gutted uh, as far as we know, and, and that would be consistent with someone with his impairment. And why would someone lie about, you know, something like that so serious? You know, he's not to blame for these people getting sick and, and everything, but he is to blame, you know, for lying about the numbers and making people feel safer, even though they maybe shouldn't have. Uh, why would someone in this position of power actually lie about all of this stuff? That's how detached from reality he is, how much difficulty he has with reality. And um, he wishes to create an alternative narrative than that, uh, which is the real situation, which is why we're getting so few testing done. Uh, Even at this point, there's only about 55 tests done per average, uh, per state, uh, on average, I believe. And just last week, there were 77 tests done in a country of 350 million people. Uh, so this shows a reluctance even to to know about what is happening. And I believe this is why uh, states and cities have now taken it upon themselves to shut down their events and to place people uh, uh, in self-quarantine because we basically do not know what is going on and where the disease is spreading. Um, and it's it's pretty much uh, spread nationwide, it seems, at this point. And over a month into the coronavirus pandemic response, the president abruptly delegated ultimate responsibility over the government's coronavirus task force to Vice President Mike Pence. Why do you believe he, someone who's so content to micromanage any task, suddenly chose to delegate the role? He would be someone who would probably be best trusted to carry out the president's mission of uh, denying reality and denying science and uh, denying the uh, mismanagement on the part of the president because uh, that is Mr. Pence's record. Uh, in fact, he appointed Mr. Pence not so much as to delegate his responsibilities, but to put between um, between scientists and the public someone who would uh, uh, filter the information. Apparently, everyone needs to pass through the information they're giving out to the public through Mr. Pence, and that is a way of information control and shaping reality according to his internal needs. And knowing Trump's personality type, do you believe that there's any chance of improvement during a crisis, or do you think he might deteriorate rapidly from a mental health perspective uh, now that the true enormity of his administration's failures have to be dawning on even him? I, I don't think there's any course but to worsen at this point. As you said, there there may be a little bounce back here and there, but the economy is now uh, completely plummeted. Um, and uh, that was one thing that the president was relying on, hinging his reelection chances on. And uh, even though um, he was benefiting a great deal from his predecessor, and uh, and the coronavirus pandemic is something he doesn't have 
the rational mind to understand, and yet it's uh, advancing beyond his control, and he cannot distract uh, distract it away or or re-figure the reconfigure the uh, the picture through his own um, through his own narrative, and and I think that's going to be very stressful on him. But not only that, uh, someone in someone with this kind of mental compromise placed in this position would have no other direction but to go downhill. Uh, we think that because he so craved for attention and power that he, if he were given the presidency, he would do better. But as we have seen from day one, he has had, uh, he has used his power only to expand and demand more power and his expectations have risen far before any reality of uh, uh, any realistic expectation of uh, actual power. And so um, he will grow more and more paranoid, uh, demand greater and greater loyalty and, um, and push for greater conformity among his followers. As you can see, uh, his supporters are growing more and more alike, wearing the same hats, uh, giving the same talking points, believing the same false beliefs that he is. Um, and even within government, he, they're circulating a questionnaire to try to test people's loyalty. Uh, and they're developing sting operations of outside groups, uh, so-called leftist groups, outside of the government. So as to purge um, as much as they can the nation of criti- critics. And uh, this is a natural consequence of handing someone with such um, impairments power. This episode of the Twerking Report is brought to you by Resistors Like You. We aim to keep this show independent for as long as we can. Visit TwerkingReport.com to see how you can help out. One of the best ways is by hitting that contribute button in the top right and giving what you can. Thanks again for your support. Let's get back to the show. I mean, do do people specifically his followers take on any of his personality traits that he's presenting? Absolutely. You've heard of how it's now called a cult of Trump and a personality cult. Well, what happens in those circumstances? You set up a situation uh, with someone with severe mental impairment and you place them in an influential position, those who are emotionally attached to that person who are uh, bonded and invested in them, uh, they start taking on the symptoms as if they had the illness, uh, the primary illness themselves. And so, for example, if you had someone with the delusion that they were God sent and that they were the second coming of God, uh, it would be a delusion on the person's part if they really believed it. Uh, and uh, an ordinary healthy person would see that as a delusion. But, um, but if you allow that person in a position of power for a very long time without their getting treated, then the rest of the population comes to hold the same belief 
about that person. Um, and, and it would seem as if they were having delusions themselves. I think that's the situation in which we, we find ourselves. People have asked about uh, uh, famous attorneys or, or uh, lawmakers who seemed rational in the past suddenly become seen irrational, even in terms of protecting their own careers. And uh, that could be, to a certain extent, uh, attributable to the adoption of uh, the induction of delusions. Uh, this is actually seen a great deal in prison settings or state hospital settings where uh, severely ill individuals go untreated and their family members or their gang members start taking on their symptoms. We're actually seeing this at a national level. So would you call it a pandemic? I guess people, his followers, taking on Trump's personality traits, is that a pandemic in itself? Yes. <laughs> um, yes, I've called it a, a, a mental health pandemic in other um, places. And, um, and I believe this is actually a more serious pandemic. Um, people are not... Uh, people often think that mental illnesses are different from physical illnesses, that mental symptoms, uh, they can't transmit. Actually, they transmit even more easily because you don't need the direct physical contact. You just need emotional investment for, for mental symptoms to spread. And with this kind of mental symptom, uh, and, and, and it becomes contagious, uh, and it's been written about, it's more precisely described as a contagion. Um, and if we don't uh, address this pandemic, eventually uh, our ability to tackle, I mean, it's already compromised, our ability to tackle a real pandemic has been compromised. I think the whole world is recognizing that uh, that the U.S. leadership is not truly all there and better than uh, the country's own citizenry is able to recognize it. And the reason why uh, the American people are the last to recognize it is because they're kind of joined in uh, the, uh, the delusions that the uh, president now carries. I call them delusions now because they carry the kind of power that um, uh, that they have when they pretty much um, uh, infect the people in this way. Because someone who is truly delusional and convinced of their beliefs is much more pers persuasive to the population and uh, are able to, uh, to rally a frenzied support uh, in ways that would not be possible with purely rational strategizing. And, and so, uh, so we know that the president lies a great deal, but I think some of his lies he's beginning to believe or, or is believing already. And that also comes with stress. He does not have to have a primary psychotic disorder in order to develop, in order to fall into a psychotic spiral under stress. And um, and that means uh, starting to have uh, delusions and starting to detach completely from reality. And, and the more bothersome the coronavirus reality is, I think the more he will detach from it and 
and uh, carry out in unexpected and dangerous ways. Is there a way that we can get supporters of his pulled back into the real world? Is that even possible at this point? Or how, how do we do that? How do we solve that pandemic? Well, the, the first remedy is to remove the offending agent. And that, that's, that means removal of, uh, of the person from the, from the office. And um, that would actually solve a great deal of our current problem. Um, in situations of shared psychosis, which is the phenomenon I've been talking about, um, induced delusions, uh, there's, a, there's a dramatic phenomenon we observe. Uh, for example, if there's a severely ill person who goes untreated and they're left in the household with their healthy family members, it's not the uh, sick person who gets better, it's the rest of the family members who take on the symptoms, and it looks like everyone is uh, psychotically ill. Uh, but just as dramatically, if you remove the primary, the person with a primary illness, uh, and give them treatment and remove them from the, the household, the family members actually dramatically return to normal, uh, sometimes within days. It's, 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 it's quite a graphic um, observation when clinicians have a chance to see it. Um, so that can happen and, and probably would happen at a national level. Uh, it may not be instantaneous because there are lots of networks, of course, uh, reinforcing the beliefs and a lot of systems in place, but, but removal will uh, be the speediest course to, to improvement. Find out more about Meet the Candidates 2020, my new book series of voter guides authored by Dworkin Report producer Grant Stern. It's the only place you can read my opinion and a factual portrait of each major Democratic candidate in one place. Buy the book now at the link inside this episode's notes at grantstern.com or your local Barnes & Noble. Thanks again for your support. Let's get back to the show. And Trump had a speech from the Oval Office the other night where he made the surprise announcement of banning most travel from Europe to the U.S. Uh, He said he didn't have time to make a phone call to allies in Europe, which obviously wouldn't take long. Um, Did he want the kind of chaos, the element of surprise, or did he want the distraction or it to hit the markets hard? Like, why would he not take the time to actually notify, you know, our allies that, hey, guess what, we're going to be banning your travel to the United States, be prepared for it. Um, why would he want that element of surprise? Uh, again, you're assuming that he has uh, rational capacity. He, he doesn't quite think that way. Um, he often is very self-absorbed because uh, he's, first of all, he is unable to really put himself in other people's shoes. A lack of empathy is one of his most severe defects. Um, so he's he's not going to see other people, in fact, as independent agents. They're either his tools for his own ends, or uh, he may see them as objects. That's uh, very often what happens with someone with his characteristics. And uh, so he just uh, probably carried things out as as he saw things in his self-enclosed reality, that he would just pronounce things and things would fall in place. Um, what's more disturbing is that there should have been 
advisors around him who to tell him that he cannot go ahead with this without contacting the 26 ambassadors in the European Union, uh, that we need their collaboration at this time, at this critical time when we have to have a concerted collaborative effort in fighting this disease. And, um, and uh, people around him are not only incompetent, just like he is, because he cannot tolerate people with competence, um, and, uh, and they're afraid of him. So, so they don't give him the right advice. And so he ends up uh, giving a, a, a speech that does the opposite of what he intends uh, is counterproductive. He meant to reassure, but people saw through the fact that he was uh, entirely ill-equipped and didn't even know, uh, didn't even understand the situation uh, enough to... to uh, to deal with uh, uh, the perils at hand, uh, the greatest peril of which is of his causing uh, through his own incompetence. If he could even simply admit to that, uh, it would be reassuring for people who can see the entire situation. Um, uh, and, and when we do evaluations of capacity, it's not just the knowledge and abilities that matter, but one's ability to uh, to see the limits of one's uh, one's knowledge and to listen to advisors, and he has shown repeatedly that he's incapable of doing that. Why would he want to do things like provoke violence against Democrats, or uh, you know, his his attacks have led to attacks on journalists and uh, other things like that, and rallies? Um, why would he? Is he or? or or we should we be fear? I guess should we be fearful of any kind of violent rhetoric? Uh, is this going to accelerate? Is he going to get? I know you mentioned he's going to get worse. What what does that mean for us? Is is what I'm trying to say? Yes, I think violence is absolutely one of the things that we have to keep foremost in our minds. Um, oftentimes, it's easy to think that he is not someone to be feared because he is uh, fearful himself, uh, and that is true. He is. Cowardly, but it's that's actually characteristic of violent uh, individuals. We need to keep in mind that those are precisely uh, the individuals who will lash out, uh, especially when their uh, inflated self-image is is threatened. Um, what Mr. Trump is is lacking is um, apparently a, co- a core, a, a stable core sense of self. And without this, he simply cannot be stable, which is why he needs the rallies and the crowds and uh, and the fact that his rallies will probably forcibly be um, be canceled and shut down is, is also an ominous sign. Um, and uh, and that will and and more and more as his the unwanted reality encroaches in on him. He will feel more and more threatened, more paranoid, uh, feeling like he is persecuted and um, and needs to fight for his life. Uh, and uh, even if it's not his literal life, his, 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 this core sense of self that he needs to defend himself as omnipotent, omniscient, the expert in everything, uh, God sent, and uh, the only one who can fix things, 
if this uh, image gets threatened, above all, within himself, um, he is going to lash out. And the first thing he would go to is to show the world how much power he has. And he has uh, stated again and again how, um, how attracted he is to violence, to war, to nuclear war. And uh, we would be fooling ourselves if we did not take his words seriously, because th- these are the first places he will go to. You have an event coming up. When is it and, and what's it about? It is this evening. It's going to be a live stream uh, event. Um, given the current situation with coronavirus, uh, a, a number of me- mental health experts have decided to get together and um, give a statement in light of uh, the president's mental impairments playing uh, a huge role, in fact, a decisive role in impairing our ability to fight the coronavirus pandemic. And so um, it will be moderated by Richard Painter uh, happening this evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And people should visit the website dangerouscase.org. Again, dangerouscase.org, 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, an expert panel with mental health experts interviewed by a trade painter. And is there anything else you wanted to mention that we didn't bring up? Anything you want to leave on on a positive note, maybe a hopeful outlook on anything uh, on Trump's mental state, or should we just be worried and, and make sure to remove him from office, whether vote or 25th Amendment, whatever means possible? I think what we can do as citizens is, even if the president has, difficulty facing reality, we can face reality. If we understand what is happening, we can uh, we can take measures that are necessary to improve it, as uncomfortable as it is to face the fact that we have uh, a president and commander-in-chief who is unable to be a leader in this situation. Uh, we can take measures to protect ourselves. We can take measures to Uh, raise our voices and demand that we have a capable president, a president who is minimally capable of carrying out his duties, and that we don't have to settle for this situation. The American people are much more uh, self-reliant than that. They can empower themselves and especially empower themselves with knowledge of of mental health, which... uh, this evening's event should should help with, I hope, uh, and to um, to know that they have they have the power that this is still a democracy, and it is still a nation where the people are in charge. Dr. Bandy Lee, thank you for joining me. Uh, everybody who's listening will have the links to tonight's uh, event on the episode notes and we'll also be tweeting that out uh, underlying on the, the episode notes as well. Um, Dr. Bandy Lee, thank you again for joining me. Thank you for having me. I want to thank Dr. Bandy Lee for joining us. Make sure to check out dangerouscase.org I want to thank my producer Grant Stern. You can check out our website at dworkingreport.com You can visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Report. Thanks again for listening.
Edward.